five, four, three, two, one. Right. Hello, children, and welcome to episode eight of the On My Dime On Your Time podcast. This episode is featuring Karsten Kruning. He's the um, he's the moderator of the meme page Meme Saint Laurent. He also has a YouTube channel, which recently hit 10k subscribers. So big ups to him. If you want to hear more podcasts like this, please leave me a rating on iTunes and download the episodes on Spotify. It really helps me out a lot. If you have any suggestions for guests, DM me on Instagram. The information for that is in the show notes below. And that's it. Hope you guys enjoy. How's, how's this pandemic been treating you and all that, all that stuff, man? It's crazy here. Yeah, it's been uh, pretty good. Um, kind of getting used to life under the pandemic at this point which is good but yeah yeah how's it how was it like when it first started and stuff like way back in march like how was the adjustment Um, for you a little tough honestly just kind of i'm a very extroverted person so kind of moving into an introverted uh stage of life for a couple of months was a little difficult for me but um gotten better over time awesome i guess you just kind of got used to out of necessity kind of thing yeah definitely awesome yeah like has it affected like your work at like work at all? Like, did you get like laid off or anything or? Um, I got laid off uh, from my job in Seattle and then I got it back as I came back to Seattle as things have gotten a little bit better. Oh, so. solid. That's good. So like, let's start with like talking about like memes, like, like about me. Cause like you're known for like your meme page mm-hmm. and all that stuff. I don't want to get into that too much. Cause that's not why you're here, but like, yeah, let's talk about like that and like entry into fashion. Cause like, I actually got in like into like the whole sphere, like through memes kind of, mm-hmm. cause like, I was like, I saw, I think it was a meme from you. I don't remember which one it was, but something about like, you know, the big converse and stuff. Right? Yeah. Definitely. So I was like, all right, cool. These are ugly. Then I kept seeing them and I'm like, okay, these are kind of sick. And then I'm like, now nah, I really, really want a pair. And I did more research on Rick. And then it kind of like got me into the whole design thing. So like, mm-hmm. would you mind like speaking about like, me- like getting like, memes as like an entry point into fashion because like the way i see it it just makes it a whole lot easier to like get it in because like fashion can be so stuffy sometimes it just makes like Mm -hmm. a lighthearted joke of it so maybe you can like speak on that a bit yeah so i'm really happy that's like the case and that's kind of how you got into fashion because that wasn't heard of like two years ago when i started so i got into fashion just kind of organically from like band tees and stuff like that back in the day Mm-hmm. and just kind of that progressed for me into fashion and so seeing memes start to play such a big role in fashion is very interesting to me because with music every other kind of like art form on the internet there's a, there's always that potential for memes to kind of like introduce you to something because it's almost the antithesis to gatekeeping in my opinion um even though i guess it can be used to gatekeep if like you're in the comment section and you're like what the hell is that yeah but um I don't know. I always kind of think of it as like something, a very easy barrier to entry because it's like, it's a joke. It kind of starts it off as something that makes it more, um, as you were kind of saying, fashion is definitely more stuffy, kind of gatekept in general as a culture, but it kind of brings it down a notch. Um, A kind of like comparison I think of it too is um, if you're familiar with um, the idea of high and low culture, like fashion is something that people would see as very, high culture like it's very snobby kind of like you have to be a certain type of person to get it you know something pretentious like that and then memes are definitely something that's a very like low kind of culture thing like no professor or um respected person in society 
is usually going to cite a meme. Like it's just not um, seen as that important in our culture. So the idea of mixing that kind of very high culture, like set on a pedestal thing uh, with memes, something that's like very low culture is something that's really fascinating to me. And I'm glad I get to do in a way. Absolutely. It's interesting, like the way I the way I see it right now as an outsider, it's like it's going far in either direction. Like meme pages mm-hmm. are becoming a lot more popular. You obviously you obviously are one of the few people that started the whole trend. And that's mm-hmm. becoming a big thing. There's a lot of them out there now. And like it's also becoming super deep on the other side, like the high side, like you were saying, with all like the archive pages becoming super popular, archive fashion blowing up like crazy now. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, yeah. it's just it's just interesting right now, the current the current landscape. The current landscape is super interesting because it kind of um for a long time, like the entrance, the entrance to a lot of people's like um, thing with fashion for the past 10 years mainly has been music culture, hip hop culture. And that's what got a lot of people from fashion, especially menswear being this very small niche. It was like people like Kanye and ASAP Rocky and Travis Scott is what kind of pushed people into higher fashion for the most part and like streetwear. And now it's kind of a switching landscape which is very interesting, but yeah. Absolutely. Um, speaking on like originality, I feel, I feel like you'll follow, you have like an interesting insight to this because like on Instagram, everyone's kind of wearing like the same like outfits and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like with running a meme page and stuff, there's more a bit more of a creative, there's like a lot more of a creative aspect, aspect to like making them like quite frankly. So like, how do you like stay like, or like keep like pushing out the original content? For me, it's always just, I am one of those people who I have to like set like an hour each day and I can speak on this later in your questions, but like I set like time limits to dig on the internet and find new content, like in like weird niches, whatever or not, you know, just whether that's being finding new people who I think are interesting, finding new styles, new bands, new brands, just digging things up is, you know, finding points of reference is always what I'm doing. It's like a thing I really like set down some time at the table for every day is to like, okay, find something new and interesting, push yourself every day. So, yeah. Has that ever become like more of like a work routine for you and less enjoyable? Like, has it ever reached that point? And then you have to like re reassess and be like, okay, I mean, yeah. why is it becoming work? Yeah. It depends on the day. Um, I would say 50% of the days it's like, I hate this. I hate looking for something that's going to push me. Um, and then 50% of the days I'm really excited by it. And it just kind of depends on, you know, the context of the day. Um, the reason I do that is and ad- some advice someone gave me once was do things that you hate, um, listen to music you hate, um, read books you hate, and you're going to grow as a person and you're going to find things that you wouldn't find otherwise, even if you hate the process of it. So, you know, you kind of come to love those things you hate even when you're pushing out of your comfort zone and when you become uncomfortable so you know I kind of understand you know like it's like um swallowing a pill in a way you know like um horse pill is like oh here's something that I'm gonna hate but like you kind of find a way to love it yeah yeah. like you kind of like dislike the process but like the end result is what keeps pushing you forward definitely yeah why do you think there is that like that initial barrier like with a lot of things right like this kind of speaks to the pandemic again because a lot of people are starting things, right? But people fall off because they hate the process, right? And they think, and like mm-hmm. the current like p- pain, as it were, isn't worth the potential success they're gonna have. So why do you think there is that initial 
hate dislike towards a process you know to like you know like deep down to be good for you yeah i think it's um a big part of it i would probably say is just how the internet operates um most people don't want to go for example digging on old blogs that might not have like the most updated pretty you know things but that's where i find some of like the coolest pictures and coolest bands another thing is is that people's current attention spans aren't um what they used to be like 20 or 30 years ago you know um with apps like vine TikTok, instagram facebook you can always be if something doesn't interest you you just scroll away so you know that's an, another telling thing is this like people don't read books like they used to so people's attention spans have just gone down a lot and that affects their work and um, their work process. And, you know, people are sometimes able to push themselves for work. I think that they know they're going to benefit off immediately. For example, like, you know, people do accounting or whatnot, and they might hate it and they might hate the process, but at the end they have a reward to reap, like, um, you know, money or something like that. But if you say, okay, here, read a book that you might not gain anything from, or you have to be really patient and understand the concepts and themes and really dig into it. You know, people are going to say, well, why, 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 why the hell would I do that? Like, I think I'm fine. You know, people are often claim that they're satisfied with themselves, but then they tend to be unhappy, you know? So it's an interesting thing is that um, kind of getting lost here, but. Um, well, man, I mean, I'm here for it, man. It's interesting. But I think people, people don't have the patience like they used to at the end of the day is what I think. But yeah. Interesting stuff, man. Like that really, like I didn't realize how low my attention span was, but like a couple mm -hmm. months ago, I started like meditation for like, I, I downloaded it. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I need to, I'm, I'm going to try something. Right. And mm -hmm. like, I couldn't, I couldn't focus for like five minutes on like just the breath and all that stuff. So I was just like, I am messed up. So mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Stuff. do you have any experience with like meditation or anything yeah i um take every every morning i wake up take 10 minutes to like kind of like have like a meditation kind of prayer self-reflection that's like something that's very big for me is every morning i just kind of wake up and reflect on how i want my day to go what things am i going to do and kind of have this practice of being mindful realizing okay what i want to do is i want to go to work do that, have positive experiences there, do my classes, take an hour to, for example, go dig on the internet, take another hour to find some deals on YJP because that's become something that's been very ingrained in my routine schedule, which has been very interesting as of late. But, um, and then, you know, kind of do what I need to do and just kind of reflect on everything I want to do, what I need to do, what I need to get done how I'm going to do it, how I'm going to treat the interactions I have within those experience, within those experiences of what I need to get done. And um, yeah, it's just being mindful and kind of making a plan and meditating on how you want your day to go is pretty important to me. Awesome. Have you always done that? Or is that more of like a recent development? That is something I started doing about two years ago. Um, it was something my dad taught me, actually. It wasn't something I like read in a self-help uh, help book or anything like that. But it was just something, um, some advice my dad gave me and on how to be mindful and kind of how to be positive and happy about what you're going to do no matter what. And um, yeah. Awesome. What are some benefits that you that you've like like some glaring, like not glaring, but like what are some benefits that you've noticed since you've started doing that two years ago? Um, you just have 
it just kind of like takes away your expectations because you kind of create an expectation, but it's not a subconscious expectation. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people go into their day and they have a subconscious expectation of how things are going to go, but they don't really think about it. And then they can end up being unhappy, like um, not understanding what they really wanted. They don't have an idea of what they really wanted. They just kind of have pieces, but they don't really truly plan for it and think, okay, what if this happens? What's going to be a positive, you know, way I can think about that. But it's just a better way to keep positive and keep organized and kind of bring some peace of mind to yourself, I think. Okay. So like, I don't want to put, I just want to confirm this. So like the average person say would make a plan for their day being like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to have breakfast. I'm going to go to the coffee Mm -hmm. shop, go to the library. I'm going to study. But like yeah. all the stuff that happens along the way that could mess up your schedule. So the way, the way that you meditate and like the way you stay mindful, like helps you be like, okay, this is the, this is like a soft plan for the day, but like what mm-hmm. will be, will be kind of thing. Yeah. And it's just thinking about, okay, how can I, if there is difficulty, how can I bring a positive aspect into that experience? Okay. You know what I mean? Awesome. And it's just kind of like being mindful of bringing positive energy to whatever the experience may be. Mm. are you like you seem really interested in like the self-improvement sphere have you always been like interested in that sense um I suppose I am for myself I don't really promote it anywhere or like I don't know maybe I do promote it on my Instagram or something and I'm just unaware of it but it's just always kind of been something for myself because I know that I have a pretty insane schedule for work and um I always have just kind of whether that be Uh, Whether that just be through, you know, like my schoolwork or college. And now it's kind of like added on top of that. It's like YouTube, meme page, Instagram, this, that. So it's just been always having like that many things to juggle, Um, you know, can take a toll on your mental health. And so I've always just been trying to be proactive with that. So stress is at a low um, and I can just be as healthy as I can be. Awesome. Has like getting into fashion really like affected your mental health in any like adverse or positive way? Um, just getting into fashion in general, like for me, it started off as just like expressing myself and also being like more positive about myself and like my body and who I am in a way, you know, just kind of building self-confidence. And it always has been that like fashion has always been like a very, like a huge confidence booster for me, like um, since the very beginning. And it's always been pretty positive. I will, th- I will say the only thing that has been kind of negative is just like the added pressure of, you know, like having a large following and what that means for my own privacy and the relationships I have in my real life. Cause you know, it's often hard to balance um, IRL relationships when you have such a large following and also being humble and stuff like that, you know? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Can you speak more on like how, like how having the following has affected you? Cause I've never, I haven't heard anyone else talk about that really. Um, definitely like there's been some like experience. I'm not like, I do get a lot of negative comments and I don't read into that that much just because I'm confident in myself. And like, if it's going to build me up, actually, if it's like an actual criticism, that's good. I always see that as good. If it's somebody just being like, uh, you suck dick or something like that, you know, then I just like ignore it, like whatever, you know, but um, there have been like times where like people have sent me pretty graphic images and et cetera, et cetera. So that's affected me a little bit. Cause like, you'll like open something and I'll be like somebody blowing their brains out. 
Um, that's been something that's really affected me. And then also like privacy concerns is like, um, just like being very careful about, you know, how I advertise my friends in real life to the audience because they may not be prepared for like a hate comment in the same way that I am. And also, you know, just being, um, yeah, your privacy, because it's like, if you have a certain amount of people following you, there's always that chance that somebody may say, okay, you know, could rob this guy if I figure out his address or something like that. And that's not something I've had to be mindful of in the future, in the past, I mean. And so it's just been something I've had to be very careful of now, you know? Yeah, that's crazy. Like, especially in this day and age, you don't know what people are going to do. Like, there's, there's so many stories of, like, stuff like that happening to people. Like, it's just it's ridiculous, mm -hmm. man. How did you yeah. prepare for that? Like, as you're, like, following Build It and you, like, kind of got exposed to that more? you don't really get a chance to prepare for it. It just kind of hits you one day when you see like examples of how other people messed up. And, you know, for like what made me really um, mindful of uh, like not giving out my address and being less careful of like where I say my name, where I'm from, you know, I'm fine saying I'm from Seattle, but like the other day somebody commented, what, what region do you live in Seattle? And I was like, I'm not, you know, like comfortable sharing that. Um, you know, like what neighborhood are you from? So it's just like, um, because, you know, there's like examples like Pop Smoke, you know, like he got shot, you know, because somebody tried to rob him. Or like, you know, like I have to be mindful of like opening a package, like that could have my address on it. And somebody could say, oh, yeah, that kid has a good, you know, thing. Um, another example is, is like, you know, being careful, like with your private life, you know, just being mindful of your in-person interactions and how that could, you know, be blown up to a bigger degree on the internet no yeah you like i know you like from what you said you have a very like you have a really busy like schedule and stuff so how mm -hmm. do you like basic question how do you like what are some practices you do to like stay productive day to day or like to make sure you're like not wasting too much time um i'm an extremely extroverted and energetic person 90 percent of the time and so it's just kind of in my d dna to always be working and if i'm not working i'm very intentional of like seeing my friends or something like that um it's just kind of one of those things where like the schedule is always filled up and for me instagram has kind of become a chore and like all the social media aspects of my life have been turned into chores pretty much because it's always like, okay, am I hunting for a meme? Who is this person? Who am I DMing? What's the relationship here? So I don't usually have a problem with um, jumping on my phone and wasting time personally, just because it's become such a like relationship work kind of thing. Um, but for staying like motivated, um, I think just like, I don't know. I don't, I've never really had a problem with staying motivated personally. And I think it's just kind of my own personal drive, which is odd because mm -hmm. I don't know if that's something that's easy, like for a lot of people to have. And I'm not trying to like suggest that I'm like crazy motivated or anything like that, but I don't have a, tr I don't have any problem just being motivated in general. So, and working, I just take a lot of joy in it, you know? Amazing. So like, you ba like you found what you've loved basically and that's basically like the driving force because you love doing it kind of thing yeah i just i'm in love with um process i would say just in general amazing and i enjoy doing work whatever that may be sometimes it does get a little boring 
and you have to switch from thing to thing. And that's why I kind of like having multiple projects that I'm always working on. Like it's not just the meme page. It's sometimes YouTube. It's sometimes Instagram. It's sometimes other projects that are in the works. So, yeah. So like you kind of have a lot of things keeping you busy. So like if one, like you're just kind of exhausted your mental capacity for one project, you mm -hmm. switch to another and then you can build that up and you can keep going like that kind of thing. Yeah. Grows. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, with the pandemic and everything, like I've seen a lot of like, this, this like pissed me off the other day, but like I saw a commercial where it's like, it's okay to just sit around and do nothing, man, because life is hard right now. But like, the people who do that are the people who aren't going to make the most out of the pandemic. And like mm -hmm. the second wave is coming. This, this, the way you treated the, the first wave is going to, is, is how you're going to treat the second wave if you let it. So like, how mm -hmm. can people find the motivation to perform high when the media and like, it's so easy to fall into the trap of just do, being able to relax and do nothing at all because life is tough or whatever. Yeah. I don't get how people do that. Like when the pandemic first started, I was like jumping off the walls, trying to like find things to do. And it just ended up with me researching a lot, taking extra classes and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I don't get how people can do that. Like for the first time in like three or four years, I watched a complete Netflix show with my roommate. But like I, I never have been the person who's able to like sit down and just like do something, do like nothing. Like it's hard for me to watch a movie, honestly, because it's like, oh, like, what am I going to gain from this? Unless it's, like, a really interesting movie. You know what I mean? Like, I just can't. Or if it's, like, a social thing with, like, friends. But I, I don't get how people can do that. So for me personally, like, uh, during the pandemic, I read a lot of books. I took extra classes. I researched a lot. Um, brands I didn't know a lot about, I researched more. I got really into Yahoo Japan and finding deals on that. Um, but I would just, like, avoid that mentality because it's, like, we only have like so much time on earth, you know, and especially in like a time like COVID, like there's a pandemic, you know, like I would use that time wisely to either, you know, better yourself, better the lives of people around you or, you know, leave your mark. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's just, yeah. Awesome. This is a question like purely for me. Do you have any mm -hmm. book recommendations, man? I need, I need more, I need more literature, man. Yeah, dude. Um, I have a good amount of book recommendations. One of my favorites um, oh, in the past year, I've reread it two or three times has been either or by Soren Kierkegaard, which is kind of like a existential take on relationships. And it's a way of better understanding, I would say um, like relationships and how they kind of like play in society and kind of like what the, what they look like from a existential point of view. Um, and I, I really like that book. I come back to it a lot and you can kind of trace a lot about how people view society and like the kind of ways people look at the world. And it's a very broad way uh, of um, seeing how people look at the world, but I find it to be pretty, pretty on point and correct. Um, so I've liked that one, The Plague by Camus. I mean, we're in a plague, I think as far as um, literature that speaks to the times, Camus, is it's a very appropriate book and i think camus is a beautiful writer beautiful philosopher i think the way he kind of looks at life is pretty realistic but it also is pretty beautiful at the end of the day um just his whole kind of thing of like yeah the world is screwed but you can still find beauty in the moment in like nature your friends relationships um 
but he is a very, he's very good at saying how we are screwed, you know? So um, that one's good. Uh, when they call you a terrorist by cons Caloris. Um, she is the founder of the black lives matter movement. I initially read this book sometime last, last year, and I've just picked it up again and reread it and found, you know, um, how good it is. And that is a very elegant book in explaining the current issues in America, I would say, um, in the U S specifically, um, notes from the underground by Dostoevsky. I need to uh -huh. read that one. Oh my God. Yeah. Very good. It's, it's shorter than Dostoevsky's other works. And, um, yeah, it's definitely the, his easiest read. And it's, it's also kind of telling to the times. I think I feel like I read things that I think I will relate to. And this one I definitely thought was pretty interesting. Kind of just like the post-apocalyptic, um, just the way society is going. I think it's pretty, pretty good. Um, and then East of Eden by J John Steinbeck. I really, really like that book. It was. Oh, yeah, you, you, you recommended that one in your, in one of your videos. Yeah, it's really good. Um, I think, I don't know if it's necessarily the re least, the most relatable to now, but I think that it's a good book. Honestly, that's just, that's just it is that I just enjoy the book. It's an easy read. I would say, even though it's a little longer, but, um, just a good book, I think, at the end of the day. Amazing, man. Mm -hmm. um, you have a lot of things, like, scheduled in your life. So I just want to, like, do you want to talk about, like, would you be comfortable talking about, like, your morning routine? Yeah, totally. Um, I wake up. I kind of do, like, the prayer meditation thing first thing I do. Um, then I shower. Um, people are always asking for my hair products, so I guess I'll drop that. Um, it's Raw Sugar is the brand, and... And uh, it's made out of coconut milk, agave, and almond, almond milk. I, will, I can put that in the show notes for the people. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I'll put that in the show, put that in the show notes because people are really curious about that. That's like the DM I get every couple of days. No, it'll be right above everybody, your socials and my socials. Mm -hmm. be right there. Perfect. Um, then I use body wash, wash my face, um, shave my face, use charcoal on my teeth, um, and then I brush brush them with charcoal periodically not every day but and then just brush my teeth um drink some coffee i use cdg two fragrance cdg man two um kind of pop in my uh let's see wait brush my teeth get coffee eat breakfast whatever that may be um usually it's like avocado toast or something like that um then i get dressed i either have like a uniform, there's this kind of concept of having a uniform for your wardrobe where it's just something you know you can put on and not have to worry about during the day. So I've kind of refined that to two outfits that I have if I just don't know what I want to wear. Or if it's just like I have like some other occasion and I know what I want to wear or I know I want to go take fit pics or something like that, I'll wear something a little more intentionally picked out. Um, after I get dressed, eat breakfast, um, depending on the day, usually I read for an hour in the morning. Um, if just kind of depends on my schedule, just with classes or work. So like two out of the five days, weekdays, I read an hour in the morning. And then the other time I just like kind of walk to class or walk to work. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Awesome. Are you more like, 
I don't want to like, I don't want to like just say this and like it not be true, but are you, are you more like internally driven or externally driven? What do you mean by that? Are you more driven like in the sense of like, you love the process, you love the end result, which I think would make you externally driven. I Mm -hmm. think if I have it correctly, or are you internally driven in the sense that it comes from you? Like you just in, okay. Are you more motivated by the process or the end result? I guess is what I'm trying to say. I'm more motivated by the process and also how it can better me. Um, I've never really done anything for the end result itself, um, except if that end result includes me getting to a certain point. Like I've never been the one to kind of look at the numbers of like my accounts because it just makes me feel weird, honestly, and I don't know how to react to it like mentally. So it's always just kind of been about like, okay, how am I bettering myself through like making these videos and doing everything um yeah it's just kind of about you know am i doing it for me you know what i mean does that make sense kind of yeah okay i yeah yeah i'm not really sure to be honest Mm. so yeah so like you see like you see that you're making an impact and that's what drives you sometimes yeah okay do you have like a workout routine that you, you want to go over? I don't have a workout routine. Like I do stay pretty active. I hike a lot. So um, living in Seattle is pretty nice because I can go out like most weekends and drive out to the mountains and like hike for a day. So that is something I do pretty often. Otherwise, I'm just always walking everywhere. So it's not like I'm not active, but I don't have like a routine workout that I do all the time. Okay, nice. Mm-hmm. Um. That's pretty much all the questions I have. Totally. Yeah. So, um, yeah. All right, man. Thank you for coming on the show. Yeah. Thanks, man. Uh, Appreciate it. Yeah. I'll be up in a couple weeks. Uh, where can the people find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram at meme St. Laurent. You can find me, um, on Instagram also at Karsten underscore craning. My YouTube is Karsten craning and, uh, yeah. All right. Awesome, man uh thank you again for coming on yeah totally take it easy man take it easy thanks for having me see ya bye